standing here today saying you'll never have problems. I'm here to say that we're able to be victorious in and through those problems that we find ourselves in. Amen? I want, I want you to understand that I'm not preaching, hey, you just get saved and all your problems are solved. <laughs> but I'm not here to preach and praise problems either. We all have plenty of them. And we need to know what to do with those problems that we have. Many of the problems that are in our past, we need to allow those problems to be in our past. Amen? We need to leave them behind. We need to unload the problems. I talked about Wednesday night. I talked about Jimmy Buffett and Margaritaville. Some of y'all were here. And it's like we found out that whatever we have in our suitcase, when we get to where we think we're running to and getting away from all, the, all these people that are problems, we're going to go over here where it's all awesome, Margaritaville. A lot of people go to Margaritaville. And they find out, the, what, was the, what was the conclusion of Wednesday night's sermon? It's our own dang fault. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the song for you right now. I didn't bring my guitar. As a matter of fact, I don't have a guitar. But I'm telling you, wherever we go with the problems we have, until we deal with the problems that we have, they're going to show up with us. They're going to be there with us. Amen? And we all have problems. We just need to have less problems than what we have. If you fly a lot, if you go and pay to fly, and if you carry a big bag with you, it's going to cost you money now. Amen? If, if, in other words, they'll lot you so much, you can only carry one bag of chips. You know, you can't take a whole carton with you, or you're going to have to pay for it. I say in the body of Christ, the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that's set before us. If we'll learn how to unload the stuff we don't need, life will be a whole lot easier. We'll be able to run with patience that race that's set before us. You know, if you're going to run a race, you don't put on weights to do it unless you're training to, to get stronger. But, I mean, if you're wanting to outrun somebody, most of y'all need to outrun the devil. You don't have to be fast, just fast enough to outrun him. What those saying say, if you go bear hunting, you only have to be faster than the slowest person there. <laughs> A lot of us are, we may be faster than the slowest person here, God wants us to run our race with patience. He wants us to lay aside some things that have held us back. Many of us here today have been held down by our past. And I made a statement in the starting that until we deal with present right now, we'll not be able to overcome our past. Until we understand who we are in Christ and what Christ has done on our behalf... All we're going to do is think about the past that we had and our past is actually going to be manifest in our present. And we can carry it on over into the future if we keep meditating on who we were. God wants us to understand we're no longer who we were 
We've been changed. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and most everybody in this house has, when we accept Jesus as Lord, we put off that old man. We're no longer identified in Adam. We're identified in Christ. We're going to be talking about representative, the representative, Jesus Christ, our representative. He represents us well. He does a whole lot better than the representatives do in the political system. I'm not going to get on politics very deep, but <laughs> we have some representatives that we can't count on all the time. But Jesus, our representative, we can count on him. What the songs say? He never fails. He never fails. He's never failed us. He never will fail us. He will always represent us with the truth before the Father. When we go to Him, He goes to the Father, and He pleads our case for us. Amen. The Bible says, He ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. If He's praying for you, His prayer is a whole lot better than one you pray anyway. Now, I'm not telling you quit praying. I'm saying we need to meditate on Him and go to Him in prayer but we're going to learn how to turn loose of our past and get out here and walk in our present. Amen. God's will for our life is good. His promises are yes and amen. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. God is not holding back saying, well, if you'll just straighten up and be good, then you can have the blessings. I'm telling you, God has given us the blessings. It's up to us to receive the blessings. Amen. I better shut up and start reading here. <laughs> Once we're born again, sin no longer has power over us. Period. I put four or five periods on there. Period, period. That's why them, all those periods are on there. <laughs> sin no longer has dominion or power over us. How can you say that, Pastor Jimmy? I have problem with sin all the time. I'm telling you, Jesus dealt with our sin issue on the cross. The Bible says he himself bare our sin in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. It's done. Where's your sin? Nailed to the cross. Who took the punishment for your sin? Jesus Christ. See, the devil will beat us over the head and bring our sin back up to us and we'll stay focused on our sin trying to deal with our past. Well, you just don't know how bad I was. No, you don't know how good he is. Amen. I'm telling you, every one of us here, we were, well, I better not say y'all. I can just say I was a sorry, no good for nothing, low life. How's that? Me. I didn't call y'all that. But I'm telling you, I ain't that no more. Why? Because I don't identify with Adam any longer. I found out how to identify with Jesus and what he's made me. Until I turn loose of who I was, I'll never become who God wants me to be. I've got to turn loose of it. Quit dragging it with you. Look at all this baggage. I, I tell, you know, people call it testifying. All they're doing is murmuring and complaining about how bad it is in their life. If you're going to have a testimony, get up and tell everybody, Jesus took it from me. I let him have it. And now, praise God, I'm free. We ought to be floating around instead of being drugged down. I dreamed one night I was levitated. I thought, man, that'd be good. That'd be cool. 
Wouldn't it be cool if I could just float around up here? Hadn't been able to yet. I'm just kidding. I mean, I did dream that, but I'm like, wow, that'd be awesome. Just be able to just float around. One of these days I'm going to, but it may be after I pass in this life. Amen. I'm, you remember the disciples were in the, in the upper room after Jesus had been crucified. He had risen from the dead, and it just said he appeared. The doors were locked. Jesus just kind of walked in on them. That'll shake you up. <laughs> People say, I wish Jesus would appear to me. It'd scare you half to death. If Jesus actually showed up at your house, you'd start trying to hide stuff. <laughs> We're free from the past, the present, and the future. Look at Romans six fourteen. It says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. Shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. We're not under the law of sin and death. We're under grace. We're free from the sin that we had. We're free from the sin that we were because of what Jesus did on our behalf. We've got to get a hold of this. I'm telling you, too many people listen to sermons where all you are is a sinner and you need to do this and you need to do that. I'm here to tell you if you're born again, you're the righteousness of God in Christ because of what He did for you. And it don't matter what you've done or where you go or wherever you've been. God loves you. He's forgiven you. It's over. Don't listen to the enemy. Our own mind tells us about our past. That's why it's so important to get our mind renewed to what God says about us. We live in fear because of who we were instead of living by faith because of who we are. Man, if we can put confidence in what Jesus did for us, we can come out of the mully grubs. That's them things that keeps you down. It keeps you depressed. Angry, frustrated, shall I go on? We're going to cover just about everything today. We may not get on the president, but we're going to. Even though the enemy tries to bring up our past, and our carnal, unrenewed mind reminds us or remembers who we were and what we did, he continuously, our unrenewed mind, will remind us of our past because the enemy wants us to focus us to focus on our past and what we've done wrong. Don't raise your hands. All of us have done a lot of things wrong, but God's not looking at us saying, you did this, 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 and this. God's looking at you saying, here's what my son did on your behalf. Look to him and be made whole. Look to Him and be free from what you were because what you were does not define who you are. Amen. I'm preaching a good sermon here. I'm going to go to amen in myself in a minute. Look at verse number 18 of Romans 6. Romans 6, 18. Being then made free, being, not going to be, but being then made free from sin, ye became, past tense, the servants of righteousness. We are servants of God's righteousness. We're no longer under sin. 
That's what the Bible says. We've been made free from sin. Well, how come I keep sinning? We're free from it. We've been free from it. I'm going to get a little further over here. We've been made free from sin. We're free. I'm going to get way over here, people, way back there. We are free from sin. Friend, sin is not our friend and no longer has dominion over us. There was a time that sin had dominion over me. My wife didn't even like me much then. That's right. But she put up with me. She kept praying. And finally, one day, I got a hold of the truth. But you know what? After I got born again, I was born again for several years, and I was still in bondage to my past. Because religion kept telling me about how bad I was. And they kept bringing up sin to me. I didn't know I was supposed to let the sin go and let Jesus have it. I thought I was supposed to carry it around uh, like a big old cross saying, look at me. God got me in church. Church almost messed me up. I'd get in a fight at the beer joint. And 30 minutes later, me and that dude that we fought with, that I fought with, we was over it. And we okay now. I went to church and people been fighting for 20 years sitting on each side of the church. Won't forgive. Won't forget. Won't let go. Y'all not like that. I ain't going to let y'all be. We're going to forgive them. I don't care how bad off they are. Because we've been forgiven because we was pretty bad off too. Once we realize how bad we were and how much he did for us, it ain't nothing to let them go. Unless you think you're real good. No, I didn't mean it, baby. (laughs) Just playing, just playing here. Satan's plan, here's what Satan's plan is, is to keep people focused on their sin of the past, keeping them from having victory in the present. And that equals anger, frustration, and depression. If you wake up and you're angry, frustrated, and depressed, it's a good thing or a good reason for it because Satan's plan is to keep us focused on who we were. Remember who you were. Remember what you did. Remember all the stuff, everything, and don't do it. I'm here to tell you, quit remembering the stuff you did. Yeah, it was bad, but you know what? It's been forgiven. You've been forgiven. God is not bringing it up and remembering what you did wrong. Okay. Till we deal correctly with our present condition first, we'll never be able to deal with our past. Why? You know, people work for years trying to get rid of their past. If I could just... Get rid of the past. As long as you stay focused on your past, you're not going to look forward. You're going to hang on to your past, focusing on your past, trying to deal with your past. I'm saying turn loose your past and get a hold of Jesus. Deal with now who you are right now in Him. Your past has no more power over you any longer. You've been forgiven. Amen. Don't let them tell you, yeah, but you, I remember what you did. 
well, have enough mercy and have enough grace to forgive those people and let's move on with life. Amen? Man, life's too short to remember what they did to you or what they said to you. I know people that's been dealing with what somebody did to them 20 years ago and it's kept them stuck in their past and I'm telling you it's time to let go of it. Yeah, but you don't know how bad they were. Well, no, I just got to figure out how good he is. We got to turn loose, let go. I mean, you're going to hear this over and over and over until we get it. We're not going to let go of it. It's hard to get a hold of what he's wanting to hand us as long as we've got both hands on what we don't need to have hands on. Amen. You remember the story about the little monkey? They put a glass jar and put some cookies in the monkey, walked up to it, and he put his hand in the hole of the jar and got a handful of cookies, and he couldn't get his hand out of the jar. He had some cookies, or did they have him? And he could not get the cookies out of the jar because his hand was too big to get out. He wouldn't let go. He was walking around with a jar full of cookies. I'm telling you, you've got a jar full of cookies. You need to break the jar. That's what I'd do. But you'd get glass and the cookies. I'd get the cookies. See, God has given us all kind of good stuff. We don't know how to receive it. We get a hold of it, but we need to learn how to receive. And that's all that God asks us to do. I'll read some more scriptures. We're going to talk about Adam. He was our representative man that got us into this problem of sin. So let's look at Romans chapter 5. Remember, focusing on who you were keeps you from becoming who you are. Focusing on who you were keeps you from becoming who you are. Romans 5.12 Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. I want us to stop on that scripture. By one man, and it's talking about Adam here, because of one man, what one man did, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. So when sin entered the world, death came because of sin. Not because of what you did, but because of your representative, Adam. Get this. We've got to get a hold of this. Adam is our representative. He is the first man, Adam. And we're born after Adam in the flesh. That's why we have to be born again. Because when we're born into this world, we're born into sin. And we have that, and it compounds upon us, and we yield to it, and we give in to it. Because of the nature of Adam, we did what Adam did, even though we may not have ate the same fruit. Amen. Verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world... But sin is not imputed or counted where there's no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God 
And the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. Not to everybody, because everybody don't receive it. Amen? Verse 16. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Now, here's where I want to get to. I want to slow down right here. I want us to get these next few verses. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. We're talking about Adam. Because of what Adam did, death reigned by his actions. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. By one Jesus Christ. Don't raise your hands. But how many of you. Feel like. You don't reign in life. You don't rule over life. You, you're not on top of the world. So to speak. There's some things in your life. That you're not reigning. So. The enemy will say. Well. It's because you did this. Or said this. Or you acted this way. Or you should have done this. The enemy will pile up stuff on us. To convince us that because we're not reigning in life, it's because what we do or are doing or have done, he just keeps piling it on. I want you to look at this. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Here's all it says that we have to do. It didn't say you have to quit drinking, cussing, smoking. I suggest you do that. But that's not the key to getting what God has for you. It says, if we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. What do we got to do? Receive it. Just receive it. Why is it so hard for us to receive what he did on our behalf? Somebody can come and tell us, you remember you did this and you did this, and we receive that. We receive bad reports. Y'all don't, but this bunch over here? <laughs> Sometimes we, not read, Sometimes we receive bad reports. A bad report can come up and it's like, oh, let's listen. Somebody can come with some good news and it's like, that's not, how can that be? That's not real. We, sometimes we're going through so much problems and troubles and all the trials and everything. Somebody come and tell us something good. And it's like, they're phonies. They're them prosperity preachers. That's them healing preachers. Thank God for them. Amen. Thank God for somebody that will tell you God don't want you broke and he don't want you sick. Amen. See, that's the truth. Religion will mess us up and say, well, you know, now if you'll accept all this and receive all this. One of these days when you get to heaven, it's going to be awesome. And it is, but I'm, the Bible says we'll rule and reign in this life if we'll just receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. His righteousness is a gift. It ain't what you did. Has anybody ever received a gift before? 
They just gave you a gift. Did you earn it? Did you deserve it? You might have had a birthday. And they gave it to you, whatever. A gift is a gift. It's not something that you have to work for. But unfortunately in religion, many years, we had to work to get what God was giving us, we thought. And then I found out it's a free gift. It's righteousness. It's grace. And it's ours for the receiving. So our receiver must be broke. This microphone has a receiver up behind me back here. If that receiver's not turned on, I can talk all I want to through this microphone, and you may not be able to hear me on the back row. Until the receiver receives the message, it's not going to send it to the speakers. God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and we're just not understanding we don't receive it because we don't believe we're worthy to receive it. Who said you're worthy? Nobody ever will be worthy enough to receive what God has to offer us. None of us. He made us worthy. Not us doing everything right. I can tell you, you can have a few days off if you'll just let go of who you were and get a hold of who you are. Amen. All the worry and the fret. Of, I don't know if I'm good enough to make it. I was saved for five years. And I thought if I died after I did something wrong, I was going to hell. I was trying to keep everything in a row. That's hard, buddy. Anybody ever done that before? It's like, whoo, I made it about a half a day one time. <laughs> and then we prayed, Lord Jesus, come back while I'm doing right. <laughs> he ain't wanting you. Oh, it got quiet in here. He's wanting us to stay down here and tell them that don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Receiving from Him. Quit working. Not don't quit your job. <laughs> you have to be plain about stuff like that. Well, the preacher said quit working. Hallelujah. I've been wanting to. Well, quit working so hard trying to get what Jesus has already given you. Just open up and receive it. Here I am, Lord. Send it to me. I'd give him my email address. If, you know, if that's what it takes. Maybe he don't know where you live. Y'all heard of Santa Claus one time, right? Never, I better stay off of that. The, kid, the kids. <laughs> we got to believe that God knows who we are and where we're at. He knows your email address. He, as a matter of fact, I'm reading your mail today. You know, God knows who you are and where you're at. And He knows how to get His Word to you. Let go of the past. Let go of it. Yeah, I, I, I let go of my past, but you don't know how they treated me. Let them go. They're holding you in bondage with you remembering what they did to you or how they treated you or what they said to you. Well, I ain't going to forgive them. Well, Jesus said, if you don't forgive them, you won't be forgiven either. You got to forgive to be forgiven. You got to love to be loved. You got to judge with mercy to be judged with mercy. 
Whatever you want in life, you got to give all that other stuff away to get a hold of what God has for you. If you'll give unforgiveness away and let it go, God will forgive you. I think this is just me. This is not the Bible. This is what I think. If I'm not willing to give him my sickness, I'll never be able to receive his healing. That's just me. I ain't got a scripture that actually says that. You got to sow to get, right? I mean, to reap. if you're going to reap something, you got to sow something. I say we'd be willing to give up our sin to get a hold of his righteousness. You cannot be righteous hanging on to your sin. And you can't get rid of your sin trying to get rid of it. You got to give it to him. Okay. Let's skip down to verse number 19. Verse 19, Romans chapter 5. For as by one man's disobedience, one man, not your disobedience, one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, who's that? Jesus. Because of the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Made righteous. Not earned it. Not worked for it. But made, he made us righteous. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. Remember, Jesus is our representative now. Adam represented us in our first life until we died to sin and received Jesus Christ as Lord. We become born again. Once we became born again, Jesus now is our representative. We're in Christ. We're no longer in Adam. Remember what Pastor Dwayne says? There's Adam's family, and then there's Christ's family. We used to be in Adam's family. Some of you old people know about Adam's family. They were real weird people, and they thought the rest of the world was weird because they weren't like them. And that's the way we were when we were in Adam's family. We thought everything's cool. We was born this way. This is just the way I am. That's what you tell your wife. That's just the way I am. Some of you wives remember your husband saying that. That's just the way I am. And your wife, when she got born again, she said, that's the way you was. When she gets turned on to Jesus, she's going to clue you in on what the Bible says. You're no longer who you were You are who you are now because of what Christ did in your behalf. Amen. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 21. says, for he, talking about God, has made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus didn't have any sin. So I gave him mine. I let you have mine. And that's what I'm asking all of us to do. Let's give him our sin, and he'll be made sin for us. He didn't have no sin, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. How did we become righteous? By giving him our sin and allowing him to be sin for us, so that we who were not righteous, not one be it, we became righteous because he made us righteous with his righteousness. 
until we allow an exchange to take place, we're going to be just like we used to be. We've got to be willing to give him our sin in order to walk away with his righteousness. It's him that says, I want to do some trading with y'all. And you're thinking, man, he got the bad end of the deal. But he knew what to do with what you have. You don't know what to do with it, apparently. He nailed it to the cross and left it there. I keep dragging it behind me, man. This old road, this old Christian walk, it's a hard old walk. I've had preachers tell me that. And it was for me because I was trying to do what they was doing. I'm going to drag all that stuff up here so y'all can see how bad I was. Turn loose of it. If we was in a boat, it'd sink us. I ain't getting into Abraham. I'm saving that for next Wednesday night. So far, we've been made righteous by what Jesus did on our behalf. And so far, we've learned that all we have to do is receive that abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness so that we can reign in life. Reign means to rule over and not allow nothing to rule over you. Every one of us at one time in our life, we allowed sin to rule our lives. The devil tempted us to do this, and we did it. Then the devil told us how crazy we was for doing it. Right? It's like, oh, man. Then he condemned us and just stayed on us and reminded us of our sin. That's the devil reminding you of your sin. The Bible says God has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. He removed it. That's a long ways. He removed it. And he does not remember our iniquities any longer. Even over in the New Testament it talks about in Hebrews 8th chapter and also Hebrews the 10th chapter, that God will be a God to us and we'll be his people and our sins and iniquities will he remember no more? Well, I thought God was bringing all this stuff back up to me just to remind me so that I'll just really walk the walk. You can't walk the walk without the Spirit of God. Well, I can love them people if they don't be mean to me. Well, with him, you can love them even if they are mean to you. See, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us because he loved us regardless of who we were. Amen. We kind of put conditions on things. If y'all be real good, I'll like y'all. In the same way, y'all, you know, if the preacher be good, you like the preacher. If he ain't no good, you don't like him that well. I'm so glad y'all like me. <laughs> That's a little bit of, what do you call that? Manipulation. That, that wasn't God, y'all. That wasn't God. I'm just fooling with you right now. But until we turn loose of it and let it go, it's going to show up right where we were at. One of these days, I'm going to preach Wednesday's sermon over again for the people that wouldn't hear. Y'all need to hear about Jimmy Buffett. Margaritaville some of y'all be listening to that song now and in your mind you're thinking what's this preacher talking about a song where they're talking about drinking some songs make more sense than some sermons and the outcome of them 
somebody going through a story and tell you like it's our own dang fault instead of blaming. Well, it, he did, I think there's a woman to blame. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you really get right into it, and it, it's like he starts out realizing, yeah, it's that woman. It's just like Adam in the garden. It's like God comes to Adam, where you at, dude? It's like, oh, I hid myself. What, did, did you eat of the fruit? He said, that woman you gave me. See, that same way. It's like we're going to put the blame somewhere else until we just come clean and say, yeah, it was me. <laughs> until we can lighten up a little bit and realize Jesus wants our sin so that he can give us his righteousness. Amen. Well, but I'm working so hard to be righteous. Quit it. <laughs> Quit it. Well, these preachers telling us to just quit trying to be good. I am telling you to quit trying to be good. Quit it. I'm telling you, Jesus has made you good when he hung on the cross. The Bible says, reckon yourself dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. We're dead to sin. As long as we meditate on sin, we're not dead to it. We've got to turn loose of it and let it go and meditate on Him and His righteousness and start seeing who we are. Remember I told the first service this morning, I said we can blame them and we can blame Him and we can blame the devil, but when you go look in the mirror, you're going to see your problem. It ain't them. It's me. Until I deal with me and let me go and get a hold of him and become the righteousness of God in him, then I'm still hanging on to the old man that I used to be that my wife didn't even like. She likes me now, don't you? I'm telling you, our old man will get us in trouble. The new man, Christ in us, we're free. We're free. I hope that this message has helped some of you today say, you know what, I ain't dragging that stuff with me no more. If you go on a cruise, just take one little suitcase. Don't take... It's like... It's like... How long are we going to be gone? Five days. My Lord, I don't wear this much stuff in three months. <laughs> One time we went on a cruise. Debbie brings an iron with us. to iron. You remember she irons my T-shirts. She brings an iron with us to the cruise, and we get on the boat, and our luggage don't show up. It's like we got it confiscated in the office. I thought, did you bring drugs? <laughs> She had an iron in the, in the suitcase. No wonder it weighed 48 pounds more than it was supposed to. But anyway, we get there and it's like, you can't have the iron because people that are not responsible leave the iron plugged in and burn the boat down. <laughs> so we had to leave the iron in the office before we could get our clothes. They needed iron. <laughs> But they do have a, a service, and they can come iron your clothes for you. I said, I wear mine wrinkled. No, you won't. <laughs> so at the end of the cruise, it's like 
You can go back and get your iron. When you get off the boat, they'll have it at this check station. I looked at that line, and I'm like, y'all can keep the iron. <laughs> Debbie's like, but that's my new iron. I'll get you a new one. Did I ever get you a new iron? Okay. I thought, boy, I could get in trouble over this. Let it go. It was holding us up. It's going to keep us 30 minutes to get that iron. I'm like, nah, you can have it. it see, we got to inspect our life and say, what's worth hanging on to? Now, don't throw your spouse away. You know, in, in our heart, what's... Well, I'm telling you, I'm going to get some of y'all in trouble. Like, he said, let, let it go. Just let it go. I'm telling you, unload the stuff that's holding you down and stay a hold of... Yeah, that's right. First service, I said... Let them haul it off. <laughs> haul it off. O-F-T. Haul it off. Get it out of here. Let go of the stuff that's holding us down and get a hold of what God wants us to have a hold of. His righteousness. Let Him have you sin, okay? I'm going to pray. We're going to go home. Y'all are going to think about this and think, I don't know about that. Take the notes with you. We've got plenty. If we don't have, we'll make some more copies. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your goodness. Thank you, Father. It's not our righteousness, but yours. It was our sin that held us down, and it was our sin that you nailed on the cross. You received the judgment, my judgment, our judgment for our sin in your own body. And you gave us your righteousness and said, go spread it. Father, I pray that we take your righteousness as a free gift and we reign in this life over the devil and over ourselves in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those that couldn't be here today due to sickness, illness, for those that have lost loved ones just recently, Father. I lift them up to you and I pray for them. I pray for your spirit of peace to be upon them your healing touch to be with them. We give you praise and glory and honor for them and for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you need prayer for any reason, if you need to be encouraged with the Word of God, come up, let us pray over you, speak into your life. You be blessed. Remember Wednesday night, 6.30, and the night before Thanksgiving, we will not have a service. So. I'm not sure. That's not this coming Wednesday night, is it? It's the following. So I'm going to continue then probably Wednesday night on being made free. Just free from the past, present, and future, okay? So come on back and be a part of us. We love you guys. Matt Cameron will be back from Israel Tuesday. Pastor Lynn's in Oklahoma City. We'll have the whole crew in the house, I think, Wednesday night. Love y'all. We'll see you then. Be blessed.